Welcome to Women and Worldviews podcast. People all over the world celebrated International Peace Day on the 21st of September. Peace Day was established by the United Nations in 1981, and it has been going strong ever since. And the events all over the world connect all of humanity and its deep-seated need for peace. As a religious studies professor, I am humbled by the ways in which religions and philosophies that I've encountered, they all emphasize peace. Now, in my own Christian tradition, peace is one of the fruits of the Spirit mentioned in Galatians 5. That means that people have to work on peace. They have to cultivate peace in their own lives. It's an action that we take rather than a passive thing we embrace. The action of peace is meant to, as I understand it from my own tradition, order our society in God's love. Therefore, peace is inextricably linked to justice. Justice is marked by equal dignity in society. These ideas are reflected in a booklet called The Courage to Embrace Peace, made in the Women's College a few years back, compiled by a Fulbright visiting scholar from India, Dr. Triveni Mathur. So I want to share the words from one of the students in this booklet. Peace is many things, an all-encompassing global issue or a preciously personal one. It is to be able to have differences of opinions with another without malice. It is to be able to reach a comfortable understanding with mutual dignity. Peace is calm. It is the reassurance of hope. These words were written by Sharanya Rao, an international student from India. And it's these global perspectives that are so significant and important as we actively seek what peace means together, personally, locally, and globally. One example of this global perspective that I found important is from His Holiness the Dalai Lama. His website contains a message about world peace. And in that website, he says, the world is becoming smaller and smaller and more and more interdependent as a result of rapid technological advances in international trade, as well as increasing transnational relations. We now depend very much on each other. He goes on to say that all religions agree upon the necessity to control the undisciplined mind that harbors selfishness and other roots of trouble and each teaches a path leading to a spiritual state that is peaceful, disciplined, ethical, and wise. It is in this sense that I believe all religions have essentially the same message. His Holiness says that we practitioners of different faiths can work together for world peace when we view different religions as essentially instruments to develop a good heart love and respect for others, a true sense of community. Peace, it seems, happens in community. So speaking of community, I led a moment of silence on International Peace Day on campus. The moment of silence is part of the recommended events for International Peace Day on September 21st. So I'm sharing that moment of silence now 
as an invitation to think about the ways in which peace becomes part of our worldviews. Welcome to the kickoff event of Mary Baldwin's Peace Day celebrations. Now, the International Day of Peace, or Peace Day, it connects people from around the globe each year on the 21st of September. And it was established by the United Nations in 1981. And today, it's a globally shared date for all of humanity to commit to peace above all differences and to contribute to building a culture of peace on campus, in our communities, in our nation, and in our world. As chaplain, I urge each and every one of you to search your own religious traditions and your own philosophies for what they teach you about peace. A profound, remarkable, common ground amidst global traditions and religions is the call to embody peace. Today, allow our hearts to be broken open by the pain of the world and the deep longing of all humanity to stay safe and thriving in love. And in the breaking open of our hearts today, we become instruments for the peaceful transformation of the world. We stand here to become part of the world healing itself through a global wave of peace. Do you feel it? Because around the world today, individuals, organizations, communities, and nations, they all stand in solidarity at noon in each time zone today. It's called a wave of peace. And we all join in the reverberations of the peace wave today for one whole minute. And the silence will be broken with a gift of song from our combined Mary Baldwin Choir and AVP. Thank you for being here. After the song, you are free to go and honor the peace so desperately needed in our world. To start our minute, I now call upon peace, pas, salam, salam, shalom, to fill our minds, our hearts, our bodies, opening us all up to the wave being sent around the world today. Our minute begins now. And everyone near vine and fig tree shall live in peace and unafraid. And everyone meet their vine and fig tree shall live in peace and unafraid. And if the plowshares beat their swords, nations shall learn more no more. And if the plowshares beat their swords, nations shall learn more no more. And everyone meet their vine and fig tree shall live in peace and unafraid. And everyone meet Shall live in peace and unafraid. 
thank you to the women's choir who contributed their voices to end the moment of peace in this episode. I was also aided by a student intern in piecing together this episode and recording the moment of peace, and I'm grateful to her. A variety of worldviews celebrate peace. I have learned that as humanity commits to peace, it rises above all differences and permeates a sense that we all deserve to experience what it means to live in a peaceful society. Let us work toward that. Thanks for joining us in this episode.